If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open to Proverbs chapter number 28. Proverbs chapter number 28. And we're going to continue our series on discovering your destiny. And we left off uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I guess, on this lesson entitled Destiny Schmestiny, man. I have plans. And uh, sometimes when it comes to God's will, many times we miss God's will in our life because we feel like we know better. Because we have our own plans for our life that we feel will bring us the most joy, that will bring us the most fulfillment and satisfaction and peace. But I want you to notice tonight what Proverbs chapter uh, 28, uh, verse number 26 says. Proverbs 28 and verse number 26. It says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. I'll say that one more time. He that trusteth in his own heart, any, anyone that believes in their own heart, what they think is right and better than God, is a fool, the Bible says. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. And tonight I want to speak on that and finish up this lesson on what it really means to not trust your own heart, but to follow God's heart. But let's pray as we ask God to just help us this evening. Father, I pray that you would just speak to us. May your spirit fill me tonight. May I be able to communicate your truth in the way that you have laid it on my heart. I pray that as teenagers, we would be receptive to your word. And then, uh, Father, I pray that uh, this evening you would speak to every person that you're um, that your truth would be uh, what prevails in their minds and in their hearts, and that we would be willing, Father, to follow you above our own plans and our own thoughts. And so I pray that you would just speak to us now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Destiny, schmestiny. I have plans. So many times, young people, this becomes our attitude. So many times this becomes what we feel. And my, may I say that most of the time, we don't say this out loud. Most of the time, if your parents ask you, or if I ask you as your youth pastor, hey, what do you think about doing when you graduate? What do you want to do with your life? Usually, we know how to give the good Christian answer. Oh, what, you know, whatever God wants, pastor, whatever, whatever you know, I'm, I'm willing to do. I just feel like God's leading me to do this or do that. And, and sometimes we give that answer, but many times the way we make decisions what we live out actually in our life has more of this attitude. This idea of, I know what I'm doing, I really don't need any help from anybody else. And we talked about three weeks ago the dangers that that brings. And then we also talked a little bit about the fact that God's got a unique design and made a unique design for each and every one of us to do. He's got a specific will. He's got specific plans that the way he designed you, the way he created you is perfect for the plan he has for you. And so we talked about this, and I'll, I'll go through the notes quickly uh, this evening. First, we talked about the truth about your unique design, the truth about your unique design. And now here's a picture. Uh, you're the child, God is the father, and you have plans. The idea that says, I'm going to be this, and uh, I'm just going to ask God to help me become what I want to be. And, and sometimes 
uh, that becomes uh, our way of making decisions. Well, this is what I've always wanted to do. And so our prayer is, God, you know I wanted to be a nurse, so make it happen. Help me to pass all classes and make sure it's, uh, that happens in my life. Or, God, you, you know I wanted to be a, a teacher, so God, just bless my plans as I move forward with it. And sometimes we can even get to a point where we even have good plans. We might even say, God, you know, I, I've had a desire to serve you. And God, I, I want to be a, a pastor, so just make it happen. But really, even though those plans sound really good and sound like they're really biblical, in reality, they're not. Many times what happens, instead of asking God, is this what you want me to do? There's a desire here, there's a passion here, but God, is this what you want me to do? We're kind of just telling God what we want Him to do for us. And what I'm talking to you about tonight is the idea of saying, is what I want to do the same as what God wants me to do? And so there in your notes, talking about the truth about your unique design, we said this, we said, God creates all of us with abilities, gifts, and desires. When it comes to the reality of what God has done for us and the, the way that He has created us, He's created us with abilities, gifts, and desires. All of the abilities that we have, the gifts that we have, are not because we're so dedicated and so smart, but really more of the fact that God has given us the ability that we have. You know, I, I think of uh, so many times, even professional athletes, and, and they talk about this, the Christian ones at least do, uh, if you're a fan of Tim Tebow, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tim Tebow, and uh, Tim Tebow really gives a lot of uh, the glory to God when he ever has the opportunity. Whenever he was in college, he would uh, often either wear verses on his, uh, 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 under his eyes, on the little patches that they use, or on his uh, cleats, or, or sometimes in interviews they would ask him. And uh, one time in the NFL, they put a mic on him for a whole game, and, and he was singing different praise songs. He was quoting different scriptures, and, and he was just trying to do his very best to say, you know, what I'm able to do is not because of how hard I've worked, but how good God has been. Tim Tebow uh, doesn't, does not have the ability to make himself be six foot four. But God created him to grow to be six foot four. Tim Tebow didn't have the ability to make himself 225 or 230 pounds, but God gave him that. Tim Tebow's got the ability to play at a very high level in sports. And now, though many of us in here may love sports and may do that, but maybe we are not going to have that same exact talent that he has. We have to understand that the talents that we do have, they're always from God. Whether it's sports, whether it's playing an instrument, whatever it is. There in your notes, often our abilities, gifts, and desires become our pursuit rather than God. We, we get into uh, a certain hobby. Uh, you may be, begin to play an instrument and you're rather good at it. And, and, and you begin to play very well, very quickly. And sometimes if we're not careful, we begin to use that as what we're pursuing. Sometimes God gives us an ability to sing, and we've got an amazing voice. And sometimes our desires and our thoughts become, well, I need to get on American Idol. I need to let the world see what my talents are and what my voice does. And we begin to pursue that rather than pursuing, God, what do you want me to do with the voice that you've given me? What do you want me to do with the talents that you've given me? That's 
really the critical question that you must ask yourself. When talking about the uniqueness, we said this. We said, finding God's plan begins with setting aside personal ambition. We said, God has bigger plans for you than you can possibly imagine. Setting aside our personal ambition and believing that God's plans for us are better than our own plans for us. And it's hard to believe that sometimes. It really is. It can get difficult because sometimes we can have the idea, I can't see myself ever doing anything else. This is just what I love to do. And it's so important that we believe God's plans are bigger than our plans because He made us for those plans. And then we talked about the truth about our plans. What is the truth about our plans? We know the truth about our design, that it's unique, but how about the truth of our plans? Well, number one there, letter A, only God can confirm if your plans are truly right for your destiny. Sometimes you might wonder and, 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 and think, well, how am I going to know if these plans are right? And sometimes you'll talk to a counselor at school or you'll talk to your parents and, and, uh, or you'll even talk to me as your youth pastor. And you say, man, I got these plans. And do you think this is what I should do? And to be honest with you, I can't always answer with 100% certainty, yes, that's what you should do. Because I really don't know. I can pray with you about it, and I can ask God to give you some clarity on it, but I, I don't know 100% this is what you should do. This is what your plan, uh, your, your life should be all about. Here's what your destiny is. I cannot do that, but God can. God can confirm your plans and really confirm if what you're thinking about being a teacher or being a whatever, a professional, whatever field that you like, if that's really his plan, God can confirm that. And then we said, if you pursue your plans over God, you'll never find your destiny. If you, if you feel like I got to do this because I got to do this and you, you pursue that more than you pursue God, you'll find that you'll, you'll really never find that, that peace and the joy that you thought you would find by doing your plans. You thought, man, if I could just, and by the way, people do this every day. Saved and, and unsaved. They, they believe, if I can just have this much money, everything will be better. If I can just leave this job and find that job, then I'll be okay. If we can just buy this house, then our marriage is going to be good. If I could just have these tennis shoes, then I'll play better basketball. You know, we, we deceive ourselves to think, oh, it's always greener on the other side. It's always better. What I have planned is always better. And the reality is that the Bible says if you just trust your own heart, you're just a fool. If, if, if what makes you decide what you're going to do, just your emotional state, and, well, I feel like doing this now, and this is what I, I'm all about. If you just trust your own heart, the Bible says you're a fool because your heart's deceitful. You cannot trust your own heart. That's why you must come to God and ask God, God, will you confirm this? God, I, I, you have to pursue him. Now, let me just say this there in your notes. Um, your plans could be wrong. That's why you don't want to pursue just your plans. Your plans could be wrong. Then I want you to notice this in your notes. God could change your plans and dreams if he wants to. God can change them if he wants to. Now, I, I, 
I want you to think about this because this is big. He could change them in a snap of a finger. God can change uh, what your really destiny is, what your plans, what you think you're going to do. He can change that just like that. You say, well, I want to play this. You can be in a car accident tomorrow and that will change. I mean, he really can change them in an instant. And that's why it's so important to say, listen, I'm not going to pursue my plans. I'm going to pursue what God's plans are. Because my plans could be wrong. Now I want you to know, notice there in your notes, God could give you better dreams. God could give you better dreams. Sometimes we think that our dreams are really what's going to make our life meaningful. But let me just tell you, God can give you a better dream than what you've got. And I know it's hard to think that way, but it's true. The gifts and abilities, well, listen, secondly, there even good desires can become idols. And I mentioned that earlier. Sometimes we have good plans. I'm not saying that our plans are evil or wrong. Sometimes our plans are, are not even outside of God's will. But listen, are you willing to ask God, is this your plan? Or even ask yourself this question, am I willing to drop my plans for God? If you're not willing to drop your plans for God, then that means you're really not pursuing after God's will in your life. Are you willing to just drop your plans in pursuit of God? Gifts and abilities should be developed but not pursued in place of God. And so many times, how we live our life day to day, young people, that's what it becomes. My plans. What I got to get done. I'll put it this way. Some of you are dating. Are you willing to break up? with that person to see if that's who God wants you to be with. Now you say, well, do I have to break up to know if that's what God wants? No, I'm not saying you have to break up. I'm not saying, oh, go break up. If you're dating, go break up right now because you don't know. I'm not saying that. But would you be willing to? You see, there's a difference in that attitude of saying, I'd be willing to. You know why so many times we don't ask God what he wants? Because we're scared that we might know the answer. I can tell you when I was a teenager and I was dating, there are times where I'm like, I'm not praying for that. Are you kidding me? If I truly ask God to tell me, he might tell me to break up with her. You know what? I better not ask. If I don't ask, I don't know, and hey, we'll see what happens. What a terrible plan. Let me tell you, it never worked out for me. It didn't. It's not going to work out for you either. The whole point of what I'm trying to say tonight is, listen, it's, it's so much more important for you to just put your plans aside and say, I, I need to follow God. There in your notes, the last point, and that's what we'll finish with tonight. My will or God's will, what will it be? The question is tonight, is it your will or God's will that you're going to live out in your life? Letter A under that, first of all, Jesus set his will aside to follow God's will. Jesus, who is our ultimate example, Jesus, who was 100% flesh, human, just like you and me, lived every day. He went to school, just like you're going to school. Jesus went to school. 
Jesus had friends. Jesus lived a life a lot like yours and mine. And there came moments where the devil would try to tempt him to get away from his father's will. And he had to decide in a human way, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. That's why in the Garden of Eden he prayed, Father, not my will be done, but thine. Because, you know, if you've ever hurt yourself, and I know Jesus was 100% God, but if you've ever jammed your finger, you know how painful that is. Jesus felt that same pain. Though he was God, he did not strip himself from any kind of feeling in his human flesh. He was 100% human. He felt pain. That's why that prayer in the garden was one that came with great drops of blood, the Bible said. He was sweating great drops of blood. They say that that happens scientifically when you're in, under a lot of stress. The capillaries in your forehead can actually burst and you begin to sweat blood. It's been recorded. Other people have had that under great stress. And the stress for Jesus was, am I going to do my will or God's will? You know, sometimes we go so casually in our life. You know, we're like 13, 14, and 15, and we think, well, my life's, I've got 100 years to live. I'll be all right. I'll think about it then. And I feel like so many times we're not ever serious about this thing of God's will. We kind of feel like, well, we'll see how it goes. I'm thankful that Jesus wasn't. The fact that I know that I'm on my way to heaven, the hope that I have today is because in the Garden of Eden, he said, not my will, but thine be done. So, so important for us to understand real quick, when it comes to my will, God's will, what will it be? Number one, Jesus set his will aside. Number two, even good desires can sidetrack you from God's best desires. You know, it's possible for someone to, to want something so ba badly that they're blinded by it. And listen, this happens, you know what the, the biggest thing that, that causes that in our teenage years? Relationships relationships. You get so blinded by a girlfriend or a boyfriend that you forget everything. I mean, listen, I, I've been doing this for 12 years, and I can just tell you there's been teenagers that come to me years later and say, I wish I wouldn't have pursued that relationship. I missed out on a lot of memories. I missed out on a lot of friends in youth because they were so attached to one another. Once again, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, dating is bad. I'm not saying dating is bad. We're going to be talking about that uh, in a few months, and, and we're going to be talking about what's the right way to date and, and who's the right person that we should be dating. But I'm simply saying that if you're not careful, you can get blinded by something that isn't even bad. I mean, sometimes we think of somebody going against God's will. We think, oh, that's the guy that's on drugs. Oh, yeah, he's not doing God's will. But we never think about the person over here that is playing an instrument. Oh, no, they must be doing God's will. They're playing an instrument. That's nothing bad. No, there's nothing bad there unless you're pursuing that more than you're pursuing God. Then that which was good turns into something that's bad. Listen, your will must be let go of so that you can find God's. Your will must be let go of so you can find God's. Lastly, tonight, I want you to notice there in your notes, misery is doing exactly what you want, but never finding your destiny. 
doing exactly what you want and never finding your destiny. Young people, on this journey that you're on, in this life that we call the Christian life, I want to encourage you. Don't get so glued to your plans and to your dreams and to what your heart is telling you that you forget about what it is that God is saying. That you turn a deaf ear to what God is saying. You say, well, how do I know what God is telling me? I mean, it's not like God audibly, audibly speaks to me, and you're right. Can I tell you tonight, you're not going to hear a voice. You're not going to hear a whisper in your bed tonight. You should date him. He's really good looking. You should date her. You're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear, start your business. You'll be a great businessman. No, no voice is going to tell you that. You say, well, then how am I going to do it? We're going to talk a little bit about that through this series. But, but what are some ways that you find what God's will is for, for your life? When you listen, give a listening ear, number one, to the preaching of God's word. Number two, to the praising of God's name. That's why it's so important, young people, that when you get into this time of praise, like we did earlier tonight, that you sing praises to God. You know, it's interesting there in, in, in Psalm 27, the psalmist said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and this will I seek after, to be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. And then he talks about there in the next verse, in verse number 5, he said, I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praises unto our God. His desire was two things. I want to be in God's house, learning God's word, but I also want to sing praises. You want to find God's destiny for your life? You're going to find it that way. Another way that God uses is your parents. Oh, my, I have a dad that's not saved, or I have a mom that's not saved. God still uses them to talk to you, to guide you. See, that's the way God has ordained it. That's how the God designed it. That's why it's so important that you don't just get an attitude of, well, my parents don't know anything. Because now you're buying into the devil's lie, and that's how you miss God's destiny for your life. That's why it's so important. i got to be respectful. i got to give a listening ear uh, to the, those that God has put in my life, like my parents. It's just, it's just so important, young people. And when you think about destiny, think about that verse, Psalms, I mean, Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, 26, I'll read it one more time. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Young people, make a decision tonight to say, listen, I'm just going to follow God's will. Make a decision to say, when I pray, I'm going to pray, God, will you show me if what I want to do is what you want me to do? And then pray this, say, God, if you for whatever reason close that door, give me the strength to believe you over my own heart. Ask God, truly ask him, God, listen, if you really don't want me dating right now, help me to be able to break up. You know, God, if, if you really don't want me to pursue this career, help me to give it up. You know why it's hard sometimes? Because, you know, you tell everybody. People ask you, and you've already told your parents and your tios and tias, and you've told your friends at school, yeah, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this. I remember when I was in high school, I'm telling you, I wanted to be a lawyer. From my 
freshman year in high school, that's what that, I remember. That's what I wanted to be. Lawyer. Yeah, that's what, that's what I want to do. I, I want to study law. I want to be a lawyer. Every, every movie I saw, the lawyers, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. And I told people, and I remember in class, in my sophomore year, the English teacher said, oh, what do you want to do? Write an essay on what you want to be. What do you want to be? Lawyer, man, that's, that's what I want. I wrote about it, told all my friends about it. So when it came to my senior year, and I had to really make a decision, and I had to come to a point like this in my life, and I remember the youth pastor, Pastor Ford, uh, where I was going to church there in Florida, talking about this, and I remember the night that I, I really had to pray, God, is it you that wants me to be a lawyer, or is that me? And I can remember God beginning to work in my heart. God beginning to move in my heart and in my life. And he showed me that's not really what I wanted you to do with your life. And it was really hard to tell people, I thought you were going to be a lawyer. Uh, no. No, I think, I think God wants me to be a, a pastor. Huh? But I thought you said, I know. It's hard sometimes. Man, but I, I can't tell you how excited I am today that I decided to do that and just ask God, God, if you want me to drop that, I'll drop it. And young people, listen, I can tell you right now 100% I'm living my destiny. And that's all I want for you guys. Your destiny may not be a pastor or a youth pastor. It might be a lawyer. I don't know. But allow God to guide you to that, and he'll make that clear to you that that's your path. Be willing to follow what God has for you.